Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM. We have been waiting for the day government officials would announce that restrictions would end and life would return to normal. But it did all happen quite quickly. While some of us have embraced it completely, others will need time to adjust to the new normal. And a lot of people will feel anxious about restrictions lifting. You know, it's not that easy to simply rush back into our old lives. So is this anxiety we might be feeling normal? And how can we ease our way back into life without restrictions? Will help us at hand. I'm delighted to invite psychotherapist Katie McKenna back on the show with me. She's on the line. How are you doing, Katie? Hi, Ned. I'm very good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And, you know, firstly, I, I suppose I should mention my own experience with this now because I was watching Hall Martin on Friday and I did experience this big surge of joy. And then at the same time, there was this kind of niggling feeling of anxiety telling me, hang on a minute, this is all a bit too quick now for me to wrap my head around. There's a lot of re-entry anxiety ongoing here at the moment, isn't there? There absolutely is. And I think what I think a lot of people felt that that initial surge of excitement. Um, as you said, we were all waiting for this, but it came unexpectedly. Even for the government, they were saying they were surprised by how quickly Nefis announced this. And we have to be aware that we've you know, received this message for two years. Stay at home. Don't go out. Um, be responsible. And now it's like, well, here's your freedom. And for a lot of people, it's generating a lot of anxiety. And for a lot of people that were predisposed who had anxiety before, COVID just exacerbated that. Yeah, and you're so right. And, you know, even like uh, I saw the the queues of people, you know, uh, standing outside Dicey's nightclub in Dublin. And I thought, oh, you know, like, OK, on the one hand, OK, it's great for younger people that might not have been able to socialise, let them go out, let them experience life again. And then on the other side, it was more kind of anxiety inducing. So there are people who are not ready for this. And when we look at that, our fear and what we're comfortable, so our, our comfort zone, if you like, um, when we look, I remember when I was talking to you um, about this topic on one of the other times the restrictions were eased and I used the analogy of that when we're submerged in water, that we come up slowly, that we don't come out too quickly. But actually, this time, if we look at actually what's happened with the virus and the exposure that we were slowly getting with the virus. So, for example, with the first booster and the second booster and then the or the first um, vaccine and the second and then the booster and then the way the the variants changed and lessened. If we look at that with our own comfort zone, what we want to do is be aware of actually what's in our comfort zone. 
and start increasing air exposure slowly to build up a resistance to it. And this will look very different for some people depending on what their last year or two looked like. So for somebody that was working at home um, and and wasn't socialising or mixing with big crowds, the thoughts of going to a nightclub understandably then would be quite overwhelming. So the thing is for them not to actually overwhelm themselves. It's how can I have this slow, gradual exposure to push myself out of my comfort zone to basically increase my tolerance levels. Yeah, that's and you know, actually on the nightclub situation, I'm getting a message and this was in, sent in early this morning. Uh, this listener knew that you're going to be on and it reads, I'm 20 years old in college and pre-COVID I used to go to nightclubs and have a really healthy social life. I haven't been in one really in two years and when the restrictions lifted, my phone was pinging constantly with messages from friends to go out. I finally agreed, but I was in the taxi and I started to feel really dizzy. My stomach was flipping. I really was feeling panicky and had to turn home. Is this normal? I've never experienced something like this before. I'm so embarrassed about it. Well, first of all, I think we, we don't be embarrassed. Isn't that the thing? Yeah, the, the first that I'd just like to actually address there, Sinead, when he said, is this normal? And the answer is yes, this is normal. The situation we are in is abnormal, not you. Um, so I just want to get that out first because the fear with a lot of people is, oh my God, is this just me? Is this abnormal? And the answer is no. It's the situation that's abnormal, not you. And he mentioned there that, you know, he noticed that he was feeling dizzy or and his stomach was, I think, was it flipping? You yes, said there. yes. And so with anxiety, a lot of people notice that possibly a knot in their stomach or feeling sick. He may have noticed uh, shortness of breath or his heart beating faster, um, sweaty palms, palpitations, tense muscles um, so uh, what's happened is over the last two years we've received this message um, of fear fear of the virus fear of spreading the virus and our internal stress system has basically just been hyped up um, so we were we're more anxious than usual mm. we're on high alert the whole time and for there he's saying he never experienced this before um, and he's calling it panicky and there's yeah. different ranges I suppose and levels from panicky to panic attacks and panic attacks can be very frightening when they occur and, and not, people think that they're generally losing control or having a heart attack or for some people they may even think that they're dying and it's a it's a frightening experience and there it's embarrassing because if they feel like they're losing control, they think that this is noticeable and obvious to the people around them. Whereas this is very much an internal experience that happened. But the worry is, do people notice this? Can they see it? Do they think I'm crazy because I feel like I'm going crazy? So just I suppose to explain what a panic attack is, it's a, it's a sudden episode of intense fear that triggers severe physical reactions when there's no, he said he was going to a nightclub, so when yeah. there's no real danger or apparent cause. But if again, if we look at the message that we've been receiving from government over the last two years, and it's all been about, you know, personal responsibility, wash mm. your hands. So really, really what people have picked up on and what I've picked up on and maybe you should is that the barrier to prevent this um, is in your hands that you have control. And I'll, although I understand why they said this message, you know, but that public message was all about fear because when someone's fearful and anxious, they're going to listen very carefully. Yeah. But the problem now is that 
if we believe that if somebody close to me gets it, well, then I must be responsible. I must be to blame. I did something wrong. So if you look at even the age bracket that he's in, he's 20 now. So from when he was maybe 17 turning 18, you know, for the last two years for 20. So possibly there was grandparents around. Mm. Um, and the responsibility is put, don't mix with your friends. Don't take that back in. You know, you could harm someone. So there's personal responsibility put put on him and he may now feel responsible going into this big crowd. He said he, he did it before. He was in um, nightclubs before. Yeah, and there he hasn't been since COVID. So in fairness to him, he has obviously decided, even when the restrictions did lift a bit there for nightclubs, he has obviously decided not to go into that situation. So that's quite telling as well. It is. And I wonder what that kind of home message was. And I mm. wonder what sort of praise possibly did he get? Well, aren't you lucky? Because that time, you know, when we're on about fear and trust, well, that time when the restrictions were lifted, it was like, oh, great, let's trust we have this freedom. And then no bang. And in the media, there was a lot of blame, blame yeah. in the nightclubs. There was a huge amount of blame on young people. There really was, which was very unfair, I felt. Very unfair. I felt extremely unfair because they were doing absolutely nothing wrong. So you even imagine that message that perhaps he may have been getting at home if mm. he didn't attend a nightclub last year and going, thank God you didn't, you know, didn't do that. And, you know, we're able to have a Christmas together. And so we internalize this messages that actually I'm responsible for the health and well-being of my family. Mm. Whereas when we look at personal responsibility, it, it is. It's how can I do this and do this safely? And when I mean safely, I mean washing our hands. But the, the anxious person wants full control. This must, this must not happen. This yeah. can't happen now that if I go out and I'm exposed to this. Whereas, again, we're in a very different stage when people are vaccinated, boosters. Um, but really, it's about taking responsibility when it's not air responsibility. Yeah, and you know, maybe this person might feel that bit more comfortable doing things at a slower pace, maybe waiting a couple of weeks till kind of the, I suppose, novelty of all of this has worn down a bit. Mm. You know, and, and like you say, you always say this, Katie, and I think it's something that people need to take on board, is you need to go at your own pace and you need to do things that's going to make you happy because we spoke about people pleasing before and people can get into such a spiral about trying to please other people. I do have another question for you here coming in. And, oh, sorry, Sinead, yeah. just, just at, the, at the end of that, the one thing that I want to say about staying home and waiting, um, so yes, you have to do what you want to do. And he expressed a desire. He said, I was yeah. so excited about going out. If he stay at home and wait, um, nothing will change. In fact, the same will happen when he goes out, goes out again. So what this is about, it's about slow exposure. Okay. So mixing summer with bigger crowds, allowing himself to, often, to also leave. I can go in this nightclub for half an hour and if I'm uncomfortable, I can go. It's not that I'm trapped in there for the duration. But when people, that's avoidance what we're talking about. If somebody just stays at home for the duration and thinks, well, if I go next month, I'll be okay. But actually, we're just reinforcing to the nervous system that there actually is a threat and a danger out there. Whereas what the message that we're trying to internalize is that actually this is, uh, I, I, am, I am safe. My well-being is okay going here. There is no threat. Yeah. And already I can hear well going, well, there's the threat of the virus. Yes. But that is something that we are going to have to live with. That is something that, you know, we have protected 
the, the vulnerable, when all those cases, our health system has been stable when over Christmas when it has been 24,000 a day. So again, this is about putting responsibility where it, it isn't ours. He is doing nothing wrong. And it's that, it's that reminder. Yes, at his own pace. Yes, at slow exposure. And yes, doing what he wants to do. But staying at home and waiting will not change that. This is about him slowly moving out of his comfort zone. Fantastic advice, Katie, really and truly. I I have another one here for you. And this one, uh, I can relate to this as well. I'm in a mum's WhatsApp group and now that the restrictions are lifting, the mums are starting up playdates again. So far, I've managed to make up some excuses, but I am torn between not wanting my child to miss out on fun with his friends and fearful of him catching COVID. So far, he has been fine. We've been homeschooling him since Christmas. He only went back in last week, which was a lot for us. He hadn't been mixing with other kids, bar his siblings, until very recently. And then it just says, help! Katie. Okay. Um, so, yes, and a lot of us with young kids can relate to that. And there was the big fear initially when where are the schools going to open, where are they not? And then they opened. And I hear that person saying that they only sent them back last week. So they had fear and they kept them at home and did an extra bit of homeschooling. So they have only just reintroduced them to that class environment from last week and mixing with, you know, 30, 30 children. I want to focus on the bit where she said, and I've been making up excuses and, you know, trying to explain it. And often people find themselves over explaining yourself to others when asked something. And the truth is, is that we don't have to do that. We don't need to offer an excuse or a reason. And so here, you know, she has, when we're talking about slow exposure, she has allowed her child to go back to school. So he's mixing. So she isn't at home avoiding it, waiting for this feeling to pass. She has taken a step out of that. And at the minute, acknowledge what you're saying, that I'm not comfortable for them to go to parties yet. I'm not uncomfortable for that step for now. Yeah. And that is okay. So when a text message comes in, you know, um, we would like Tom to go to John's birthday party. And, oh, what will I say? Where will I say I'm going? Will I make up an excuse? That causes its own anxiety. Where, you know, if we keep it simple... Um, no, you know, John is unable to attend. So we can make this much more polite. Thank you for the invite. Unfortunately, John isn't able to attend. I hope um, Tom has a great time. So we don't have to explain ourselves because often when we explain ourselves, the long explanations can sometimes confuse the other person who's actually asked the question. Oh, well, I have this on and this on and this on. And, you know, I, I just don't think we'll be able to make it. And the other person then might offer and say, well, I could pick him up for you. Oh, I know. Casey, then you're caught in the lie. You're caught in the lie. This and then, is what Oh, my happens. God, what am I going to say? So you've create, you've, it's actually you have co-created this thing by trying to avoid it. So it's yes. face it head on so be very aware when you're about to over you know over explain something and when when we do this first when we look at it because if you are used to over explaining and sending two paragraphs or a paragraph explaining something this short message may seem rude whereas Mm. actually it's concise it's to the point it's very clear there is no confusion for the other person Um, but it is a skill so practice it and it isn't easy to unlearn you know the, if, if somebody has done this all their lives um, over explaining it isn't easy to unlearn it but it can be learned and it's a skill so celebrate yourself every time you manage to give an answer without over explaining 
I love that. Katie, I've loads of messages coming in here, but we're so far out of time with this. I, I'll definitely come back to this, though, at another stage, because there is obviously a lot of anxiety out there with people. But thank you so much for taking the time and for giving us that great advice. Lovely. Thanks very much for having me on. And thanks a million, uh, Katie McKenna. You can catch her. She's on TikTok and Instagram and everything. Uh, you can find her there. If you want her number, if you want any help, personal assistance from her, do get in touch with us here on 086-1800-658 or you can also call us up on 041-983-2000. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM. 